Are you sitting comfortably? Then we'll begin. I hate the Sky Dome and the CN Tower too. I hate Nathan Phillips Square and the Ontario Zoo. The rent's too high, the air's unclean, the beaches are dirty and the people are mean. And the women are big and the men are dumb and the children are loopy because they live in a slum. The water is polluted and the mayor's a dork. They dress real bad and they think they're New York and Toronto. again and welcome to episode 97 of There's Still Time, the AFTN podcast. I'm Michael McCall. And I'm Steve Pander. And we have an MLS season to look forward to, Steve, and it's exciting stuff. Toronto are in town, Canadian derby to kick the season off, battle of the big guys, big spending guys against the plucky youth development guys. <laughs> That's the way everybody wants to project it, it seems like, especially uh, Robbo. Um, uh, yeah, Obviously, late Wednesday. It was Wednesday, right? Yeah, Wednesday. Yeah, Wednesday, yeah, Wednesday, Wednesday the evening. CBA deal was done. Yeah, completed, and it, it actually kind of came as a surprise to me, and it didn't look good earlier on on Tuesday. We we happened. Uh, we obviously will introduce some pieces later on, but we were recording a podcast on Tuesday. At first, we talked about it. Then some news came out. Then we had to re-record something at the beginning, and then we now we're totally scrapped that because the the, the deal came through. Yeah, it, it was just weird the way it worked out. Really, I didn't think a deal was going to get done. I have to say, and it, partly the players voted eighteen to one to strike on Tuesday night. That was relayed to the owners on Wednesday morning. By the end of Wednesday, the deal was done, and I have to say. I'm surprised that they've agreed with what it is, and there definitely doesn't seem to be 100% agreeance from all the players with the deal. I think it was 12 to 8, I'm assuming. Yeah, Yeah, and Jordan Harvey was asked how the Whitecaps voted, and he he didn't want to say. Well, it came out on Twitter that they they did agree to vote for, so it's out there that which teams didn't vote for it and which teams didn't. The the terms are still coming out. I I mean... the bit that we recorded on Tuesday, which will now never be heard, um, your suggestion was very similar to what they ended up agreeing with. Yeah, it was, um, I think, 28, um, eight years of service. So that, that precludes, obviously, some players coming in from overseas and being able to move around MLS as well because they're going to be coming in at 25, 26 or whatever, maybe later, but they don't have the eight-year service either. Yeah, I mean, the, the number of players it's actually going to affect is so small... The owners have won, I feel. Uh, Stephen Betashur had said on Tuesday that he felt the players caved in a little bit too early in 2010. No one's saying that this time, but you kind of have to feel there's going to be a lot of the the senior players in the league that are going to think that they they caved in a bit too much. I thought, like, 28 for me, 28 years old makes sense. I I have no problems with that. Five or six years service in MLS for me... That should should be enough. Yeah, that, that, that should be what it is. But I think, you know... 
takeaway free agency, I think one of the most important parts of the deal was raising that minimum salary up to 60000 because that gives a lot of players the ability to actually live off the money, uh, what they're making in soccer, and not have to worry about getting part-time jobs in, say, the off-season, even though there's not much of an off-season for them either. I mean, I, I want to know what Marco Carducci is going to spend all this new money on now. We are looking for investment and sponsors for the podcast, Marco, so if you're listening to this, get in touch. It also doesn't look like there's any additional DPs under the deal. Um, the salary cap is going up, though. But the DP part of it, that's, that's always been added on afterwards. Even before when they went from two to three, that was never during a CBA negotiation. That was just MLS adding another DP to, for teams to use. So a fourth one could come along anytime yeah. down the road. And there's more allocation money, the salary cap's going up, and it's going to give Kyle Robinson a, a bit more scope to, to bring some more players in. Let's actually kick things off audio-wise. We'll play a little bit now from Kyle Robinson. On Thursday, he was just basically talking about the, the new deal getting done, the, the salary cap going up, and what it might mean for him for bringing in a player like Robert Earnshaw or bringing in maybe some new faces to freshen the squad up before the, the roster freeze takes place. And going into the season, where would you still like to strengthen now that you've got a bit more room you know exactly what you've got to play with? There's one or two more areas that I would like to strengthen, but as I said, I've got young players in those areas that if I don't strengthen at this time, it won't be because I'm desperate to do it. I think that you know the only way you strengthen the squad is by bringing a player in who's going to affect you starting 11. You know, I could bring in a squad player, whether it's from Major League Soccer or whether it's from outside the league, but I block up a ceiling or a pathway for my young players, Bustos and Kians and Benny Matt. I don't want to do that, and I won't do that. So people might say that I've, I'm one or two players short and I, I do want to bring in one or two more quality players but only to help the group I've got and not create any ceilings for my young players because that'll go against everything that we're setting up here at the club. So Carl Robinson there talking about the possibilities of bringing in some new faces still to the squad. But the season gets underway on Saturday. We're recording this on Friday afternoon. We're at BC Place. It's Whitecaps Media Day. You can possibly hear that they're getting everything set up in the background. There's cranes going on, there are hydraulics going on, and the stadium is taking place for first kick on Saturday. As we mentioned, TFC are in town, and I'm looking forward to a great game, Steve. I think it's going to be a cracker. Yeah, this is going to be a much different game from uh, the last time they met an opening kick when TFC, I think, had like 12 players or 13, 14 players, including the bench players. Uh, they're coming with a full squad. Well, I, their... I think they've only actually brought 18 to 20, though. Like, I was at training this morning, and there's, there wasn't a lot of Toronto well, guys there. That, that's fine, but I'm talking about even on the contracted out last time, they only had 12, 13 yes. players or something like that. But um, essentially, I think now they've come with a full squad, uh, save injuries, obviously, um, and all their designated players are signed and somewhat in camp and ready to go to start the kickoff of the season, which will be interesting because, you know, they've never had that before. Yeah, and it's going to be interesting for a lot of these guys because you've got players like Javinko who won't have played on anything like this BC Place turf before. And that was that was quite a theme at Toronto training this morning. A lot of the players spoke about the turf. They didn't quite like it. Josie Altador didn't like it. Stephen Caldwell asked if it was good and he just replied in his nice Scottish brogue, nah. And... It could it could be something that has an impact in the game tomorrow. Yeah, it will play with their minds. They're not sure because they, they probably know. They, it's always in the back of people's minds that when they're playing for the first time or haven't played in a while on turf that you know you could get an injury on this very easily. They're going to be more careful when they're playing. 
for, for me though I think one of the, the big things for the game on Saturday is going to be the physical approach of it Carl Robinson described it as it was going to be a feisty affair he said on Thursday and I expect it to be a battle I think when you've got players at the back of the Whitecaps like Carr and Waston, they can't play any other way and it's great to see. I want them to make their mark on Toronto early on. I want them to let the likes of Altidore and Javinko know that they're there, make them think, go through them. If they can go through them without getting an early booking, all the better, but just like be physical. And I think that could be a, a key aspect of and, it. Uh, Giovinco, because he's not going to be playing right up where their centre-backs are. I think a guy like uh, Laba and Tybert, if, if Tybert is the one that's starting over Kofi, which seems like the, the case, uh, especially starting the season, if one of those guys could get under Giovinco's uh, skin, that would be impressive because Tybert's done that in the past, especially remember last year against Robbie Keane. Oh, yeah. like uh, he, He's the kind of player that likes to do that, and it's like Laba as well. It's like you're not going to mess with Laba. Toronto have Bradley in the middle. I mean, it, it just, it's going to be battles all, all round. And let's play a little bit of audio now. We've got some audio from Toronto's training. So we'll kick things off with Josie Altidore. So he's just going to talk about coming to MLS, playing in Vancouver, playing in Canada, how he never thought he would ever be playing in Canada five years ago, and what he's expecting from Saturday's game and the physical battle that might be in store. So here's Josie Altidore. We, we, we intend to come here and compete and try to take, you know, three points, obviously. That's the goal. Um, you know, anytime you want to start a season, you want to start on the best foot possible. So that's our goal tomorrow. Where do you rank this turf on the, uh, you know, you've played, you played on turf before. Where do you rank this surface compared to others? Not the best. I mean, it's, it's, it's dry and uh, hopefully they put some water on or something to make the, help the ball move faster, but it's not that great. Now, Vancouver's got a couple of very physical centre-backs. How do you play against someone like that who might want to make a mark on you quite early in the game? It's part of it. It comes with it. We're all used to playing against physical players, so it'll be nothing different, I'm sure, than what we've we've come up to against in the past. Josie, when you decided to come to Toronto FC, how aware of you were the fact that you would be put in the position of waving the flag for Canada and what that meant? Um, to be honest, if you would ask me five years ago if I'd ever be playing here, I would say no way. But this is life. You never know what's what's around the corner. And I'm excited at the opportunity. I think Canada is a fantastic place to live, a fantastic country. And I think the the soccer there is untapped. I think there's a lot of quality there. So hopefully, whatever I can do to help, I'd be happy to do that. Why would you have said no way five years ago? Just I never thought I'd, I'd be. You know, I've only been only been to Canada one time for the Under 20 World Cup. I just never imagined, you know, myself being here. And uh, like I said, that's life. Things come unexpected, and it was a huge blessing for me to come. What are you expecting tomorrow in, in Vancouver? You probably know sports a couple of center backs. We term them mean. Uh, you expect a chippy game? Do you expect you know your ankles to be clipped? What are you expecting? Well, I definitely think out of all the games, this one will be the one where everybody's up for it the most. Obviously, it's the first game of the season, so the emotions will be high, and everybody wants to start on a good note. So I think it'll be. I think all the games across the league will be some of the better games opening weekend. I mean, you'd hope so. So Josie out the door there talking about Saturday's game. And like we say, it is going to be, be some battles uh, ahead. I think a lot of the game is going to be won and lost in both penalty boxes. Yeah. And obviously that, that goes without saying. I mean, obviously games and goals are scored in the penalty boxes. Yeah. But what I'm meaning is the battle between centre-halves, centre-backs, I guess you call them over here, at set pieces. 
corners, free kicks into the box, long balls into the box. Toronto's got Caldwell, who likes to mix it up a bit. And they have that new guy who's, who's I, I can't remember his name right now for the life of me, but he, he's uh, played in Portugal, Spain, France, places like that. And he's I think he will be an improvement over Daniel Henry last year. Yeah, I mean, he's going to be a physical guy as well. So you've got those guys going up for corners and defending corners for TFC. Against Carr. And then you've got Boston Carr, Jordan Harvey as well. Yeah. It's like you've got these guys then going up against him, and that's going to be a fantastic matchup to see. My money's still on Waston and Carr to, to come ahead on that. What do you think? Um, I, I think the I, I think Caldwell obviously is... I'm not sure how healthy he is because he's coming off of that injury from last year, that end of the season. And then uh, the centre back, I can't remember the name of. He's obviously new to the thing, uh, new to this, so different, depending on his style of play and what he did back in Europe. Um, I, I agree with you. I think Waston and Carr could probably dominate in this game. Uh, three or four months down the road, it might be a different story. So we talked about Stephen Caldwell there. I had a chance to chat with my fellow Scott at Toronto Training on Friday morning. So let's play some audio now. Stephen Caldwell talking about the game, a little bit about last season, didn't really want to talk about that too much, and just a few other things. So here's Stephen Caldwell. So Stephen, how does it feel being back in Vancouver for a match? Well, it's nice to be here. It's a, a fantastic city and uh, you're obviously Canadian rivals of ours and it's, it's going to be a very exciting first game, so we're pleased to be here and excited to kick off the season. How are you looking at the team at the moment going into the season after everything that's happened in the off-season? We're very excited. Uh, we've, we've acquired some fantastic players and we've been working extremely hard in the pre-season training to, to be ready for this match. We know it's going to take a little bit of time to gel, but we're... Uh, we're pleased with the work that's been done already and, like I say, just uh, really ready to get going properly. Uh, last season you hit the ground running with uh, the first kick game. Things didn't go quite well as the season went on. Like Looking back on it, what went wrong last season that, that stops you making the playoffs in the end? Well, I mean, I'm not talking about last season. It's, it's done and dusted for me. As we've spoke about it enough times about the, the trials and tribulations. It's a new season. It's a new uh, team in many ways. and We're excited about the future moving forward. and uh, We feel we've amassed a fantastic squad. And it's up to us now to work hard every single day and take that into games and, and hopefully make these playoffs for the first time. Now, Vancouver's got a couple of physical centre-halves. You're quite physical yourself. Are you looking forward to a battle at the box and set-pieces tomorrow? Yeah, I always enjoy a battle. Uh, I know Big Watson's a, a great size and height, so that will be a, a challenge for us. We'll have to make sure that we have them marked tightly. Um, and obviously, I'm, I'm sure the, the, the other guy's a, a big lad, Kaz, a big lad as well. So, you know, it'll be a real physical challenge. It'll be um, a game of... of <laughs> speed as well, I feel that there's, there's pace on both sides so it's about concentrating, making sure we keep the ball we don't give it away sloppily in dangerous areas and uh, allow the counter-attack So Stephen Caldwell there talking about the, the physical matchup that he expects and he's relishing going up against the likes of Carr and Waston I want to ask Carl Robinson uh, what he's expecting from the game and if he feels that the game is going to be won with that kind of battle at set pieces and relate to him what, what Caldwell had told me so here's Robo giving his thoughts on that. Stephen Caldwell said he's looking forward to a battle in the box against the Vancouver centre-halves. Yeah. Is the game like going to hinge a lot on set pieces in both boxes? Is that what Stevie said to you? He didn't tell me that. He's a, um, <laughs> I think it will. You know, Cut out what you do between each penalty box. It's irrelevant. You can play the best, prettiest football in the world. But if you don't score goals, as, as we were shown last year, 
you know, you're not going to win games of football. You know, Toronto last year had Jermaine Defoe, you know, a fantastic goal scorer, 15, 16 goals, I believe. And, you know, uh, they, whether it's right or wrong, played a certain way, but Jermaine scored goals. Uh, you know, they've lost him this year, so I think that's a fair assessment of whatever happens in the box will dictate the, the result of the game tomorrow. We've got to make sure that we get our chances and we also take our chances. And if we do that and we eliminate Toronto's chances in the box, hopefully we can win the game. So there's a number of key areas on the park that we just don't know how things are going to, to play out. In the centre of the park, that's where Robbo said last year that he believes a lot of games are won and lost. The Whitecaps, they've got a pretty set team. I mean, I think it's safe to say you're going to have Rosales on the right, Pedro in the middle, and then it's a coin flip between Mane and Mosquita on the left. My gut feeling is Mane is going to get the start, but Mosquito's pushed him really hard in pre-season. Sure, I think the Mane, I think they will go with Mane. I think they'll use Mosquito as somebody coming off the bench uh, this year. I think, and I don't. I think there could be a quick hook for Mane if he's not showing anything by halftime. And then elsewhere in the midfield, like the centre of the park, is is going to be key. And I think a Michael Bradley, Matthias Laba matchup, or Bradley against Tybert. Yeah. That could be something that, that wins the game for either side. Uh, yeah, I, I think Bradley will be a key. Um, I think uh, with the addition of Giovinco and um, another new guy who I can't remember the name of for the life of me, <laughs> they were more of a solid midfield. And the, I think I think Bradley will have less to do. He won't have to carry some of the uh, younger guys that he had or less talented guys that he had last year. So it'll be a little bit more freeing role for him as well. So it might be even, uh, uh, could be better than last year. And Michael Bradley seemed really relaxed at, at training this morning, a smile on his face. He, he seemed he seemed different and more in, at ease with himself the, than he, he did when, when we chatted to him last year. That's a worrying sign in itself because like, he is a good player. I don't rate him as highly as a lot of the guys seem to do just because he's American. I think he gets a... a well, a def- bit of a, a pass sometimes. Uh, I don't. I don't rate considering what they paid for him. I don't rate him at that level. Uh, but he is a solid player, and and for MLS, uh, he's he's one of the top I think players in there. And the battle that he is going to have with with Tybert and Laba is going to be good to see. So let's hear a little bit now from Toronto's captain Michael Bradley, just setting the game up for us. Yeah, we're really excited. Um, obviously, it's been. A complicated few weeks just in terms of everything that's been going on in the background uh, and I know that everybody around the league is just excited now to put that part behind us and, and get back to concentrating and doing what we love which is stepping on the field and uh, you know, giving everything we have to play well and to, to win. How confident are you feeling right now with the balance of this team? Yeah we're, we're excited about the group that we have for sure. Um, you know, I, I've said it a bunch of times since since I've been back, since I came back into preseason, we, we've improved for sure. Um, it's not going to guarantee us anything tomorrow. We know that. There's a lot of good teams in the league. Um, every, every game, especially uh, when you go on the road, is, is very difficult. And I think it's important for us to keep that humility and keep that mentality. Um, and if we're able to do that and then combine... Uh, our, our quality and the way we the way we want to go about things uh, I think we this can be something special How do you temper the nerves and excitement that comes with build up in that first game? You want to use them in, in every way possible um, you know, it's, it's been a long off season, too long for us and so I think looking around the 
looking around the, the field today, you see a lot of smiles, a lot of, uh, a lot of excitement. And like I said, this is, uh, that's how it should be. If there, if there wasn't that, if, if you didn't have those feelings the day before the first game, then, then there'd be something wrong. Craig said he was going to talk to the new guys on the team and I'm sure they understood what this game means to, to Canadians, TFC fans. Does this game feel like it has a little something more? Yeah, for sure. Um, you know, I, in talking to the new guys, you want them to get a feel for everything. You know, it, it may seem obvious to everybody else, but it was important that guy that these guys all knew a week or ten days ago that this place was turf. You know, it, it's it's things that um, may seem obvious to guys who have been in the league, but you just want to make sure that you cover all your bases. And so, you know, when you talk now about what it's like playing in Vancouver. Uh, certainly the, the, the feelings between the two clubs, the two cities, it's important that, that every guy who, who walks through the doors in, in, in our, into our club understand what, what goes into it. What are you expecting from the game tomorrow? A physical battle or more kind of skill pace? They're a, a physically talented team for sure. Um, I think in their in their good moments they play they play good football and they like to be able to pass and, and move. But I think you have to respect their their ab- ability athletically to, to try. You know, they really try to dominate games in that way. And so I think when you look uh, when you look around the field for them, um, they have size, they have strength, they have pace, um, and so that's certainly something that we have to respect and, and really um, make sure that we understand uh, is a real threat to us. So you were part of the TVA talks. Was there, any, was there any time when you thought that a deal might not get done? And can you just, just describe what it's like being in that negotiation room? Yeah, there were a, a number of times when I think we all thought that um, we weren't going to be playing this weekend. Um, it's been a long process, you know, um, in every way. Preparing our our union, our group of players to, to uh, be ready for for what was going to, to transpire this last week. Um, this last week has felt like an eternity. You know, I, was, I was only in D.C. Monday and then came back and was in Toronto with the, with the group. I mean, Joe and Stevie were there all week, and, and I can only imagine how long it felt for them. Um, it's, there's a lot that goes into it from, from every angle, the players, the league, the owners. Um, and in the end... I, I feel that um, there probably isn't anybody who thinks it's a perfect deal on any, on any side. But at the end of the day, it, it's done. It's behind us. It still uh, is a deal that allows for uh, football to be played and for the league to continue to grow. And at the end of the day, that is, you know, that's what that's what matters most. The fans are the real winners. There's 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 games. The league continue gets to continue to grow. Players get to continue to play. Uh, and and like I said, we we move on. At the end of the at the end of the day, um, whether you were completely happy with the deal, whether you weren't, um, whether you're a player, an owner, whether you're in the league office, at the end it's 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 all about uh, moving forward. And everybody has to do their part to continue to to push things forward. So Michael Bradley setting up the game there. Before we, we kind of give our predictions on, on how we think this game is going to play out, let's hear a little bit now from both coaches. So we're going to hear from Toronto coach Greg Vanny first of all, and then we'll hear a little bit from Whitecats coach Carl Robinson. 
And for us, it's to uh, to get off on a, a good start uh, in terms of how we want to play and what we want to do. I'm sure they'll come out and, and they'll be aggressive in their building and uh, both in defense and attack. And uh, for us, it's to, to do what we do and what we've been working on uh, for the match tomorrow. And it's uh, for us to, to take something away would be our objective and to start building again on our on our season. Knowing that this is turf here at BC Place, is there any strategy that comes with managing the minutes of your players? No, I think the priority for everybody is to, to win the game. Uh, first and foremost, if it gets down towards the end, it's to get something out of the game. And uh, aside from that is be intelligent, be good with the ball. Uh, I think you know, we spent some time in Florida where the surface wasn't the nicest. So one thing that the guys are saying is that at least it's flat and the ball rolls. And so it's predictable in that way. So um, from that standpoint, we're all good with it and uh, looking forward to getting out on the field. Knowing that Vancouver is going to come out in this game, guns a-blazing, they are a physical team. How do you ensure that this team doesn't get sucked into that style of play? Yeah, I just think we have to be who we are. Uh, we have to move the ball quickly. We have to just uh, do what we do, I guess, at the end of the day. We have talked a lot at the, in the preseason and, and building up to the season of controlling emotions and just in playing the game and staying focused on what's important and not getting caught up in anything. And I, I don't think that uh, Vancouver is anything out of the ordinary when it comes to physical play. I think they just close you down fast and you have to be prepared to play quickly. You said yesterday you were going to talk to the new players about what this rivalry means to the fans. Can you just go you know, more in depth on that? What do you mean by that? Yeah, I think just, uh, you know, we've got a fair amount of players who maybe aren't Canadian players, for example, but but the rivalry of two Canadian teams playing each other and the importance, they, all of our guys recognize that. Uh, they recognize all, it's opening day. Uh, they recognize uh, everything is to play for. They're excited to play and get on the field. Uh, but I just want them to know that there's a little special something in the game because uh, you get basically another rivalry. Uh, and so I want uh, just to make sure that they're aware of that because I'm sure uh, Vancouver is looking at it the same way. You always want to, to show you're the best team in, in Canada, not just within MLS and everything else, but it's, uh, it's got a little extra spice to it. Carl seemed to indicate yesterday he thinks the game might get a little chippy. Do you share that opinion? Uh, maybe, maybe not. I don't, I don't have an opinion on it. I think it all comes down to uh, speed of play. If, if the ball's in, in tight and you hold on the ball and you get kicked, then it could. If we can move the ball quickly and uh, get in and out of spaces quickly, and uh, we can make it difficult. I would, I would say don't commit fouls too close to your box. That's what I would say if I think everybody has seen why. The new team's coming into the Eastern Conference this year. What's your overall thoughts of the conference? How, how much tougher do you think it's going to be than last year? It's tough to say. We'll see when, once those teams sort of get into the year. I think they obviously they had some, some big signings, um, but it's not easy to get a, a group to mesh quickly. And the league has its unique challenges. And so I, I'm not sure you, we really know what those two teams will be ultimately about until the league really gets going and we'll see where they're at. But uh, it, it should be interesting. I mean, we, we for us, we just have to focus on ourselves and improving. We think we have the quality to uh, to make a run at, uh, at this thing uh, at the end. And, uh, you know, if we focus on ourselves and improving sort of our style and our vision of the game, then uh, we'll take a look at the other teams as they, as they arrive week by week. Well, they're always good games. I know that. Obviously, two good teams, two Canadian teams uh, at our own BC place will be a, a sellout. So it'll be an interesting game. You know, we've got two different um, philosophies of, of clubs. Both are, both are right and both maybe are wrong at certain stages uh, but it'd be a good game you know there's some quality players on both teams so I'm excited to watch it I think we need to get after them I think you know obviously they're traveling to the west coast you know when you're when you're playing away from home you need to keep it tight in the first 20 minutes I'm sure Greg will be um, in that mindset you know we need to try and get our crowd behind us we will get our crowd behind us and we need to play on the front foot if we do that we've got a young team so we can run from the first minute to the 90th minute uh, and we're going to need to do that if we want to get results more.
you're not going to obviously detail fully your strategy for handling Giovanco, but uh, yeah. um, a little guy like that who buzzes around, uh, how, how do you go about defending him? You've got eliminate space, haven't you? I, I likened him last yesterday in my meeting to you know, Kakuta, and Kakuta come back and said to me he thinks he's three inches bigger than Javinko, which <laughs> I thought was quite funny. Uh, he's a top player. He's a world-class player. Obviously, that's why he's paid the money he is. Um, we've got to make sure that we stop him. We, you know, we get not under his skin. We, you know, you don't let good players play. I've got good players in my team, and if you let them play, they can they can pick you off at will. So we'll have to do our defensive jobs, um, but we'll we'll concentrate on us and what we can do with with obviously the defensive responsibilities. But it'll be a big uh, big part of tomorrow's game if we're going to win the game dealing with him. And do you expect to go unbeaten against Eastern teams this year? Again? That would be nice, wouldn't it? Maybe if we go unbeaten against Western teams, that might be nice as well. Whole season? Oh, yeah, maybe. <laughs> Arsenal. According to Mark <laughs> Weaver, we'll probably do that. So we've had the Toronto and Whitecaps coaches and players setting the game up there for us. Let's give our predictions. What do you think is going to happen in this, Steve? Is it going to extend the Whitecaps' 13-year unbeaten home opener record? I would like to say yes, but I'm going to go with stat, stats here, and I'm going to say uh, it'll be a draw. Well, uh, they'll still be unbeaten then. Yeah, they'll be 14 years unbeaten. Uh, uh, but I'm talking about MLS. I was going back to MLS, like the opening kick, every one they've won so far. Um, this one, I think they will draw, um, and I think it'll be 2-2. I'm going to go for a fiery affair. Very feisty. Lots of hard tackles early on. If the Whitecaps can keep 11 players on the pitch till the end of the game... I'm going for a 2-1 Whitecaps win. One of those goals will come from Waston or Carr from a corner. I'm confident. Getting really specific there. I know. I, I thought we'll just, we'll, we'll just up this. We'll be a little bit more specific for this season. Yeah. So that's it for another episode of There's Still Time. Thanks for listening as always. Steve, if you just want to tell everyone where they can find you online. You can find me on Twitter at WhitecapsBeat and occasionally writing for the new site, AFTN.ca. Now, Michael McCall, you can find me on Twitter at AFTN Canada. Read all our stuff, AFTN. Our new website, AFTN.ca. Also still on CanadianSoccerNews.com. I'm also the White Cats beat reporter for MLSsoccer.com, so you can read all our stuff on that. So, looking forward to this season ahead. I think it's going to be a good one for the White Caps. I'm confident they're going to make the playoffs. I think they're going to do well in the Champions League. I just feel their makeup for this team is kind of made for it. So, a lot to look forward to, and it all gets underway on Saturday. We'll be back with our Toronto post-game show. And until then, thanks for listening. Take care. And as always, Mon the Caps. When you're listening in some far-flung corner of the globe to the World Service of a Saturday afternoon, friendly reception, interference, cosy, marvellous. Somehow comforting, isn't it? You know, legendary names, fathers and sons on the terraces, cheesy peas at half-time, pipe for dad, Mum's at home making the tea. Oh, everything's all right with the world, isn't it? Saturday afternoon is football. Hmm?